Hello and welcome to the Carbitrage Podcast, episode 101. I'm Eric Berger, joined as always by my co-host Ryan Sinitsky. Hello, y- sir. Yes, that is me. Hello. And uh, we are recording from a Tesla supercharger while drinking uh, nitro iced coffee. And yeah, I've got up. my e-cig in my pocket, so we are fully <laughs> douching it up. We are currently drawing 74,000 watts out of the Tesla supercharger in Brainerd, Minnesota. And nobody at all cares. There goes 100% of our listener base. I'm sorry for having us start this off by being the pompous <laughs> Tesla guy. Too bad. But, um, but it's it's pretty cool. Real. We are on our way up to a car show at Breezy Point Airport. Actually, it's a car and air show. Um, but yeah, oh, there's going to be airplanes here? Oh, told t- me that. way more airplanes than cars. Oh, that's going to be really cool. And there's also, like, really attractive rangers on horses, usually, and things like that. Oh, there you go. You were saying really attractive women, and I got excited. Yeah. I was like, oh, hey, that's what you're talking Corey, about. Yeah. Me and that horse porn girl. God. <laughs> <laughs> and we just got taken off of iTunes. Yep. Well, well, don't no, worry, we still have Google Play, Spotify. Yeah, and nobody cares about SoundCloud. iTunes. It's all about Spotify. I guess we probably won't have a YouTube episode this week. But anyway, um, yeah, so we're doing this from the back of like a water park on the yep. mobile podcasting equipment, which we haven't used in a hot minute. I think no, we, we used this last yeah. at uh, Brandon International Raceway. Oh, yeah. The mobile we, podcast studio. We used studio. it at Laguna Seca. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, I did use that. At, uh, and then we did it at uh, Flat Earth, too, actually. Forgot about that. So we've done it a few times. Fine, fine. We've used the equipment, which is good. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's hop right into stories, since we've got just under an hour left on supercharging. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I guess, well, here, let's start, before I start doing the, um, our, this week's uh, model rundown, or model history... Let's just start with some of the, the new stuff, because sure. that otherwise I might take up the entire episode. Well, in that case, let me <laughs> kick this off. And this is going to be kind of a sad news week for us, because the first story I've got is the Jeep Renegade loses its manual transmission option randomly when we look away for just one second. And I had to look at this because it made me really sad. The, uh, the Renegade all-wheel drive six-speed was actually... I think the only modern vehicle that I could have considered purchasing that fit all the criteria that the FJ fit when I bought it, because I wanted a six-speed ground clearance and all-wheel drive. You That's, know, something yeah. with practicality. But what they did is now the FCA family is switching from their old 1.4-liter engine to a new 1.3 turbo, and they don't offer a manual transmission on that anymore in Wait, all-wheel so drive does, carb. Does, oh, an all-wheel drive. I was right. Say, if they're going to... No, I mean... That just yeah. seems really dumb to me. It, it is dumb, and it actually, I mean, it's sold not super well, but it's sold in Existed, fair numbers, yeah. yeah. So I'm not, like, super happy about that, but that that's why the manual went away. I still think that would be kind of an interesting car to look for in the next, you know, four years if you needed something like that. And you couldn't no, that would actually be a very cool car. That should be a decent, like, Janet car. You could fit all your junk in there and get, like, 30 MPG. In a Wrangler? No, a Renegade. A Renegade. It's the they one offered it with a six-speed. That's the one that's yeah. actually a. Uh, it's actually a Fiat. Just yeah. has a Jeep oh, logo yes. on it. It's got those X tail lights. I had a couple of uh, parents at my work that had Renegades, and one got a minivan, and the other one's kid graduated from the program. And I, I always thought they were really cute. Yeah, I, I actually kind of like the looks of them, but yeah. it, it's what it is. But I'm I'm really sad that that's gone because it actually was one of the few modern vehicles that I liked. Yeah, so I might have to track down a manual. They, it shouldn't cost very much to get one a couple years old, so if you can find one. So you know, actually, to, to riff off of that, I got a few other cars that died. These ones I've completely <laughs> forgot existed. Okay. Um, did you know they still made the Outbacks or not the Outback the um, the Outlander with a manual? No, I. 
all my notes say Outback Sport over it because it was just me wishing I was talking about Subaru. Yeah, Mitsubishi Outlander <laughs> Sport. I, no, I didn't even, like, I even pay attention to those lists that people come out with, like, oh, the last 22 manual vehicles on sale today. And there was always things like the Kia Soul front-wheel drive, you could get that. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, oh, the out, okay. the, the, uh, yeah, the Outlander Sport, like, I, I remember, like, you could get that with a manual. And yeah. It, it was two-wheel drive manual at this point, but... When I just thought they got rid of it when they did the model update, but I guess not. I didn't even know they still made that vehicle, period. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> You're like, wait. Like, they were all leased when they came out in, like, 2013. Yeah. And then I figured it had, like, a four- or five-year uh, model cycle, and then they just they canned it. Yeah, that's what I assumed. But like, apparently not. Yeah, <laughs> apparently I was wrong. Uh, and then also the 370Z <laughs> was still in production? Yeah, we knew that. Roadster. Oh. What? <laughs> They sold those? I, this is news to me. Like, Ben from J&Z sends that to me that they canned the 370Z Roadster and the uh, the, out, the uh, Outback, uh, or, sorry, the Outlander How can Sport. you can that which did not exist? And I'm like, what are these, what? <laughs> what? Like, I didn't, who, people, what were the sales figures like? I was really confused. Very like, poorly. Like, they actually federalized this. Like, they federalized this, and I still can't get a goddamn Jimny. I'm so pissed. Like, I guarantee you, there will be more Jimnys sold than 370Z Roadsters. Oh, poor Jimny. And then I actually looked it up. I'm like, yeah, the, the 370Z Roadster was still sold. Five of them, I'm sure. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> the, the, it was still sold, and they still canned it. And it uh, it went out the same way it came in, reminding us that it exists. And <laughs> that, is, that is all it did. Here is... 13 feet of car. Yeah, like, well, it's like, it, it, I just, yeah, I totally forgot that it, entirely forgot that it existed. It is not an attractive car. No, it really it isn't. It is truly awful looking. I mean, I've seen worse things, but not many I mean, in car form. It's pretty bad. I mean, you, you put it up against, like, the Aztec and the Rendezvous, you're like, ooh, okay, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, as far as convertibles go, that's pretty high in the running. Like, I keep seeing Nissan Murano cross cabriolets. Like, I see a lot of them now. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? I feel like they sold the most in this market. No, I think that um, probably a lot of people that bought them were like people like down in Florida and stuff. And all-wheel drive, though. But yeah, but it's still a crossover, and people from Florida didn't go to high school, so (laughs) they got their grade ten. Yeah, they got their grade ten, and they left. (laughs) But um, I think what the Nissan Cross Cabrio is is that now they're being they're being offered secondhand. Mm People are able to purchase them and just kind of bring them wherever they want. Sure. And as opposed to, like, having to order them. And so now you're seeing them because a lot of people want something like that for winter. I mean, and I mean that or is, summer, rather. You talk about a vehicle made for a niche. Oh, God. You're talking about a vehicle I don't want to look at? <laughs> the, the, my favorite shitty part about those is the... the so they're cloth top. Yeah, and the SUVs. two the two There's windows, two glass windows. And you back. can't see anything out of them. I know. The like, the part yeah. you want a window is a rib... A fabric and a metal bar. Yep, so like that's exactly it. You can't. They're the unbelievable. Yeah. 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 No, I hate every time I see one of those. I like make gagging sounds and like. No, I gag for real. Yeah, like it's just like people think I'm having a fit, and they're like, "What's going on?" And then I pass it, and I was like, "Oh God, you you missed it. It was terrible. Like, <laughs> where's was the horrible? Like, I had to oh. shield the kids' eyes. Yeah. No, like, like. I've I, turned into an overly protective Jewish mother. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, like, I was with my sister once, and 
And we, we drove past one, and I was like, oh, God. And she's like, what? And I was like, that's a convertible. And she goes, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> See? They're really gross. You know what would be cool is, actually, I would, if that was a hard top, if they made, like, not a convertible, if it was actually just a like two-door. Like a removable hard top. No, just like a two-door Murano. Yeah. I think that'd be really cool. Like, yeah. if they made, like, a sport Murano. Sure. Because it wouldn't be. Really, it wouldn't need all the, the heft in the back to, like, keep yeah. this top in. Yeah, if, if they had, like, a hard top version it's just a two-door <laughs> Murano. The lines like, of that, I think, would work pretty well. Yeah, it'd be, like, a really cool, like, quasi-off-road or mall crawl or, like, that just kind of actually real real life sucks, but like you wouldn't really know that. Loki sucks. Yeah, yeah Loki sucks. I'm starting to get like a migraine from this coffee, and I'm still gonna keep going. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Oh man, I've got way yeah, higher it's, threshold. It's a than nitro, so well, it's... this is the first like liquid I've put in my body today. Period. Oh, so I had water with me. That's all right. The show we're going to has free water, so free Yay, water, free water. That's that's a real selling point up here yeah. in Brainerd. So. Um, Okay, well, I mean, I guess I'll, I'll hop right on to the next one, which is yeah. not really sad, but also really not surprising, even though the article is listed as a surprising. So, the title is, actually, I'm not even going to read you the title, screw it, but uh, the Alfa Romeo Julia, yeah. that thing, yes. the Quadrifoglio, the fast one with the three quarters of a Ferrari California V8. Yeah. Can you guys believe that those aren't reliable? Shocking. What? I know, that Italian car with the mutilated Ferrari engine, not reliable. Well, it's, it's not the engine that's unreliable. That's true. It's electrical. Right. So, I, I'm going to open up the link here because I forget who did this. So, Car and Driver, yeah, they had a long term yeah. Yeah, they, they, QF. Yeah. And they just hit 30,000 miles and they did their review. <laughs> and the uh, the title, I will read it now. Our Alfa Romeo Giulia Quadrifoglio stumbles through 30,000 miles. <laughs> I love that. Who's going to break this news to my student, Julia? Uh, well, I think the the Q4 two-liter cars may be better. Probably not, actually, because it's all electrical system. Yeah, it's all electrical Don't tell problems. her. Well, I'll, no, I'll, no, no, no. I'll try to avoid it. She, but... She's a she's a fan of... Uh, she, she likes Italian cars. And but you, you, you anticipate this to, when you buy be, an Alfa yeah. Romeo. All right, so actually, this is a really beautiful car, because none of these issues actually stop the vehicle from running. Right. These were just... It's a, an Alfa. It's you, what yeah. they do. It just means that it's actually an Alfa Romeo. Yeah, no, the, this is the thing, like... A lot of people they they don't understand with the Alfa Romeo, they assume that they're be getting like a, a actual reliable car. No, you're you're not. I think they. I wonder if they actually engineered it this way, so you get the full effect of the Alfa Romeo experience without mm. actually having the breakdowns. Kind of like how you know, like they tune like an exhaust on a car. <laughs> they, you, they tune their electrical system, yeah, their to, modern Bosch electrical system, to, to have problems. Yeah, I think that they might I have bet actually. All this crap was programmed in. Totally, like because that's the whole thing with Alfa Romeo. Because like everybody's like, oh yeah, wow, the the Miata. It feels like like when the Miata came out, they're like, yeah, it feels like a proper British Roadster because they tuned the gearbox yeah. to feel like the clunky, <clears throat> shitty British Roadster exactly. gearbox. they didn't make it as good with, as they could. Without actually being shitty. But, like, they just made it feel <laughs> shitty. And I think that that must be what they did. And it's like, it's That's like, so, pretty epic, and I think it probably is the case. Yeah, it's got to be. It, it, 100%. Or, like, the, the scat packs on the on the Challengers, yep. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. you, you, have, you have the little cowl thing on the hood, yeah. but you don't waterlock the intake and hydrolock the engine. So you'd have a normal intake system, but it looks cool and still shakes with the engine. Oh yeah, and like, like the the Scat Pack actually has like suspension and brake upgrades. Yeah, like it, it actually yeah. is the car you want. So I wonder, I one hundred percent would not be surprised if Alfa Romeo actually was just like, 
Yeah, so what we're going to do is we're just going to put a little thing in our system so there's like random systems that are not related to the engine computer. Right. Because like none of these were actual things. Right. Because one was a random, just a random like... Intermittent issue, we'll say. One was an intermittent like like oil pressure light being false, even though oil pressure is perfectly fine. That sounds like an Italian car thing. Yeah. And then they had the one where they went to the car wash and then this, <laughs> yeah. the door opened and the inoperational turn signal chimes wouldn't turn off. And then that would combine with, like, um, the parking sensor chimes staying on. Right. And then just magically disappeared <laughs> after a while for, like, 8,000 miles yeah. and never came back. Like, this is totally something that, like, I'm confident that they engineered in the vehicle. Yeah, it's nonsensical for that to just, like, come and go. Yeah, especially with, like, the fact that, like, Alfa Romeo's owned by Ferrari, which is owned by Volkswagen, which does... No, they're all owned by Fiat. Oh, yeah, they are owned yeah. by Fiat. Yeah, but they're not still, related to Volkswagen. Okay, but still, Fiat does their... They do everything with Bosch, like Volkswagen. Yeah, I mean, so, there's like, Magnolia Barelli in there, too, but for the most part, it's Bosch these days. Yeah, and and that's the thing, is, like, it, Bosch, I... I don't like Bosch things, but I mean, at the end of the day, they're still not good overall stuff. shitty. Like, right, it's, still it's like, not like Lucas Electric where across the board it's garbage. Right. Like this car, it's built on Bosch shit. Like the the electric thing that hits the brakes for autopilot, that's a Bosch iBoost. Like, they just if you need something for an application and you need it to work, you just go to Bosch. Yeah, exactly. It makes perfect sense. Yep. Like, I don't see why you wouldn't want to do that. Oh, sorry. Oh wow, there's a cat in your neighborhood. Mm-mm. No. That was at the Motorplex, so it's probably Tom farting around with his old Porsches or something. No, I hope my my van's not in the way. I couldn't park it anywhere. No, it'll be fine. I, I bastard parked in front of my garage, so it's pretty cool. So I think, you know, maybe before we do my Generations thing, maybe we should uh, go ahead and do a Patreon, because we really should be doing sure. Patreon. Yeah, let's scroll down to Patreon, and let's, let's take... Peak. Well, first of all, let me plug it while we find a Patreon thing. Yeah, so, so we, we should be plugging this at the beginning. Of what Patreon does, yeah, we forgot. We're in a car in the middle of Brainerd, so... Yeah, us, not, nothing's working like it should be. So, patreon.com forward slash carbitrage. Um, you'll see there that we have two levels. One's $1.50 a month, one's $5 a month. The $1.50 a month just buys us a beer for the episode, which just helps my running cost for carbitrage. And the $5 level, we will actually be opening up questions to all... Um, all listeners, so you don't need to be a level 2 Patreon anymore for that, and we are going to roll the benefit for that tier into some merch once we get that going, which will be sometime in 2019. We keep pushing it back. I don't want to give a concrete date because I don't know yet, but uh, if you like the show, feel free to head on over and support us. Uh, If not, just keep listening. Whatever. Uh, Uh, Do you see anything good in the Patreon topics you want to talk about? my beard. That sounds terrible. That was really weird. It's in your car now. Oh, man. <laughs> At least, did you put it on my fancy, like, swanky floor mats? Yeah, these floor mats are awesome. Oh, yeah, let's plug these real quick. Spartan Auto Tech. Go to Spartan Auto Tech on the Googles, and uh, there's a coupon code somewhere, just uh, whatever. Wait, we we don't plug things. But I've, I've been sitting in this car for two hours, and they're actually really nice. They're kind of like WeatherTech, but, like, better. Yeah, so and they're, they're like actual leather too. Which so is they hold cool. like water and stuff. So they're great for winter, but they actually look fancy. Yeah, that's kind of what I like about them. So, so um, right. Uh, you got I'm out of ads. I don't want to talk about that. There's no. a couple of really good ones in here, but they're kind of long. Oh, right. here we go. Cars that beep horn when locked. Cars that beep yeah. first press, 
Fiat non-defeatable cars that beep on second and subsequent presses. And what do you think of people that hit lock two, three, four, or a million times? Gotta be sure it's safe and locked. <laughs> All right. So. <laughs> okay. Can I say for a second? My anxiety makes me lock my car a million times, and I also have to say I don't have a fob. So. Do you put it in the door and just like? I, I micro squitch it, it to death. I kind of do it three times, but that's because that's my tick. Well, that's but, fine. I mean, because like triple. I have to lock it twice anyway, so then I just do one extra time. But I also do like, so especially when I'm in the field. I don't know if somebody is going to need to take my car or yeah, you know, like move it. So I always leave my keys in the door. And people think it's hilarious and weird that I just, like, leave my keys in the door. And it's like, oh, you don't understand. People need to get in and out of my car all the time. So I just, it's better because, like, I don't have a fob. I can't. So I have to stop what I'm doing, grab my keys. Oops, sorry. That. So I just. Is that another alarm? <laughs> another alarm. That's the alarm 35. So I just leave them in my car. Sometimes hmm. that happens. But does your car, when you lock it in the door, does it make a noise? It doesn't. Because no. the Toyota, when you, use the, when you use a fob, it does the beep, beep. It, it does the beep, beep for unlock. after second. So well, unlock is beep, twice. beep, and then lock is beep. Yeah. Because that's what the FJ is, and I think it's the same for the Sienna. I think so, too. I don't know. I haven't used a fob on that car but I think forever. The, so the question is, I think probably what would we like to see for distinguishing the first lock? Actually, lock, I think, is just one, right? Because it always locks everything. Yep. And unlock is you can usually either configure a car to do driver door only for the first yeah. and then everything for the second, or you can configure them to unlock everything. But what's your what's your favorite lock? I kind of like I kind of like the after like, pressing it twice because then but then it's like hey you press me you're good. Yeah. I, I like I like the you, it flashes the corner lights. Yep. And then the second time it flashes again and beeps the horn. Oh, okay. That's what it does in my van, and I really like that. Yeah, it does also, that on the Ridgeline, too, which is nice. That's another the lock thing, or the unlock? That's the lock. Okay. Now, this is another thing. Volkswagen, they use a separate horn so that, is BMW. Qu- that is quieter than oh, the normal one. Now, BMW uses the alarm siren for their... Uh... No, this is a separate... It's literally a normal car horn, but it's a separate secondary one. Thank you, that's Volkswagen. That's way quieter. It never works. They always break, and nobody ever wants to fix it. So... Oh, Anyway, <laughs> mach schnell, mach schnell, mach schnell. Anyway, so coming from a background as a car salesman previously, um, you see, when you're working at a dealership, you have 300 cars on your lot, and they're all silver sedans of various years, from five years old to new. At least specials. At least specials. They are endless, and they are... It's, it's just belligerent never, and numerous. It, it is a never-ending sea of, like, silverish-colored sedans. And so you're sitting here with the key, and somebody really wants to drive the silver Subaru Legacy Premium from 2015 that you have 13 of, but they want this particular one because they like the mileage in those wheels, uh, that wheel option, and they like the fact that it's not from Florida. So you have to go find that one effing car. <laughs> you have to sit there and you walk through the parking lot, and this is Saturday, of course, because it's, it's your like 19th up of the day. And so you sit there completely glass-eyed using echolocation to go find your car. <laughs> like, yeah. That, that's white girl sonar is what it that, is. That's, that's what I do now just, like, as a I'm habit not. is if I'm at a point where I'm, like, even getting into my car at the end of the day, I've now tr- gone, like, reverted into salesman mode. I'm, like, like, legally dead, and I'm walking through this parking lot just beeping the horn looking for my van, <laughs> even though it's the one car directly in front of me. <laughs> so, yeah, I beep it incessantly. So that's why I like having... 
But you, the second, the second press. Is I, I, it second I, I like and it's a, subsequent. It's second and then subsequent. Okay, All subsequent okay. ones beep it. I kind of like that because it gives you the option to never hear the horn. Yeah, and if it, you but it'll still to. flash right. it, and so you don't have to be a dick. For me, I like the the corner marker light flash, but my favorite one is the people that hate them hate it the most generally it's the 1995 to 1997 bmw 7 series one yeah where you unlock it and it goes boop, boop. and then you lock oh, yeah. it, it goes, boop. I there's I, something I know, i'm just right? like yeah. people hate that one bob but i think it's cool because it's like the it's like yeah it's, a like, it's, it's like well it's like r2d2 too it's like but i mean some, somewhere this, between the two this car will flash when you walk up to it and when you walk away but it doesn't have a keyless ignition whatever there's no button but yeah. it also never makes a noise. And I'm like, I'm fine with that, too. I, like, I get the feedback of the mirrors folding out and the lights flashing, but I wish it would make I a noise. I would never want to be a Tesla salesman. I'm so happy that they don't, they don't have salesmen at the dealerships. Well, because, yeah. you walk you have to work next to piss jugs? Well, not only that, but you have to walk out to the lot and then you have to go find one of the several red, black, or silver They must have like a, a dealer have. app that's registered to the cars, though, and there's just a button where you can make it honk the horn. So you can it do the be. white girl echolocation with the yeah. app. Yeah, it, it has to be it. Yeah, because I, I, like I otherwise... like that white girl echolocation. <clears throat> yep. Otherwise, I'd never find it. That's just... a, another great idea for so a carbitrage shirt. White yeah. girl echolocation. <laughs> <laughs> I have a funny story about that, because like, I don't use my fob, but I started taking my spare key that does have the fob on it, mm-hmm. If I park in a parking garage, because one time at the anthropology conference that they had, I parked, but I couldn't quite remember where I had parked it, Mm -hmm. and I didn't have my fog with me, and my phone was low on battery, and so I was wandering this parking garage by myself with no way to find my car. That sounds like a recipe for a movie. Yeah. But not a good one. Yeah, no, thankfully I had a friend who, she she found her car and she followed me to mine and I was on the phone, like, upset with Ryan and he's like, well, where did you park it? And then I figured out my phone because it's a Google phone, it just automatically documents where I park. So I, I do like that Waze does that. And what yeah, is that so button? Clubbox. <laughs> For the audio <laughs> listeners, which everyone is this week, Ryan just found the button that opens the glove box in the Tesla and is now playing with it. But yeah, so I, so I like the cars that make sound. That's a satisfying thud. Hey, one second. I'm going I'm to move this. I, I just want everybody to experience how satisfying this noise is. So, listen to this. This is the glove box on Burger's Tesla. Does that sound awesome? Like, that's a really... Really good sounding thud. If any of you had any question about Ryan being autistic, now you don't have any questions. Uh, here, here's here's another one. One second. Yeah. All right. I'm sorry. Nope, I'm done. So, did you ever find your van? No, I didn't, and I died because I was murdered. <laughs> <laughs> it did turn into part. a movie. <laughs> okay, um, that's I'm, terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, what about you, Corey? What do you think for lights versus sound versus nothing for locking? I kind of like the, uh, like, you can lock it once and it's silent, and then after that, it'll beep the horn. Okay, so like Ryan's van? Yeah, yeah. For Okay. the echolocation. White girl echolocation. Yeah. But I, I, do. I definitely like the corner lights. Corner lights are I nice. think we can unanimously agree that the lights are good. Yeah. I also like how obnoxiously loud the horn is on my van. Because <laughs> not, not only can I find it, 
in a vacuum. Um, <laughs> it's so no, loud. No, because sound doesn't travel through a vacuum. <laughs> That's the joke, because it's so loud. Yeah, and I'm pointing out that it's impossible. That's It is impossible. Now, Mr. I love scientific accuracy. I'm sorry, honey. I'm wrong. <laughs> Ooh, sparks. Um... <laughs> But yeah, so the uh, all his alarms set me on edge this morning. I'm sorry, sweetie. Oh yeah, I, I needed. You were that telling me that up. there were even more before the oh, trip. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. so we normally do this podcast recording stuff starting at noon on Saturdays. We left I'll at eight alarms. in the morning from the studio to get up here for the car show. It's currently about eleven a.m. So Ryan's alarms started going off in the car on the way up here. Pretty epic. Twelve. 13, 14, He's counting how many alarms he Oh 16, my. 17, 18, They're not incremented. So, like, I 19, have, 19 alarms. Yeah. So, the way I set up my alarms in the morning is I have. I have one! I, I, have I need one. 19. I barely wake up on time. I sleep really I have well. one an hour before I want to wake up okay. just to like get me out of that deep sleep. Otherwise, I wake up with a panic attack. And I do mine nine minutes ahead of time. Yeah, so, so I, I do the car and. Yeah, I do an hour moldy. and then I do the time I want to wake up and then I do the time that I want to get ready. And so usually between the time I want to wake up and the time I want to get ready is either 15, 30 minutes. And, um, Corey, what are you doing? Opening the door, apparently. <laughs> That's a door um, handle. What did you expect it to do? I didn't know it was that sensitive. <laughs> but yeah, so like, it. I have like three alarms, and then Ryan's was going off like sometimes seven minutes in between, sometimes like All right. 15, sometimes five, <laughs> and it was just like... Child protection. So it was terrible. Th- this, is, this is the logic behind that for me. If, he got up during none of them. Well, no, th- this is a lot. I need all these to get up as soon as I, to, so I can get up as soon as I can. But the uh, the reason is is that depending on how tired I am, it the different like the random intervals actually help me wake up because my body doesn't get used to it. So it'll oh just God. be like, it'll be like, I can't go like, oh yeah, it's in five minutes. I'm like, shit, how long has it been? I actually have to get up and figure this out, and like that forces me to get out of bed. All right, right. So- it, it was more like. Ryan, your alarm's going off. Turn it off. And he was like, you get up. And I'm like, no! <laughs> anyway, so we, we unanimously agree that corner marker lights are good. Yes. We don't like the sound on the first lock press, but we do on the second. Or unlock. Yep. Yeah. And okay, so what about when you lock it? Sound lock or no sound? Lock it? Sound. Lock unlock it? it? No. Okay. I don't like sounds no. for unlocking it. Uh, unlocking it's supposed to be totally sound. You, you <coughs> but lock, we're okay with the, the we're okay with the peep. Yeah, because then mm-hmm. it tells the other people my car is locked. Okay, all right, locked. all right. Let's move on. Unlocked. Oh, armed. What? <laughs> what was that? Nineteen nineties <laughs> Viper alarms. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. I think it was on Top Gear. One yeah. Had well, yeah, it was like the Clifford. Yeah, the, yeah. I think you're right. Disarmed. The, after, the Mark armed. One or the Nissan disarmed. Pulsar little. Was that the one that has the was, music it, box? That wasn't the Pulsar. That was the that was the Z thirty one and hey. the Maxima. Well, I got. But the, you you were right the, with the brand. The you brand, were really close right. there. All right, let's do the uh, let's do the Skyline. Something stuff. the Pulsar actually, wanted to have. Actually, I'm going to um, preempt the Skyline until next episode. This episode, however, at the show. Maybe. Oh, we'll do it at some point in time. Okay. All right. This time, I want to talk about something that's a little bit more topical. I want to talk about the Incom Corporation T sixty five B. Okay. Uh, the T65 is actually a really, really interesting vehicle. Um, 
if you're if you if you know what a T sixty five is, you know what a T sixty five is. If you don't, you're about to find out. It is much more related to the air show component of today. Yes. So yeah. I think I think it all builds on and plus today is May the fourth. Yep, it is. May the fourth be with you. Thank you. You as well. And also with you. <laughs> yes. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. <laughs> Amen. The other Tesla Model S at the supercharger is probably confused why we all just did like the crucifix <laughs> wave. <laughs> oh my God, probably. So Income Corporation. But we are in Brainerd, so. Income Corporation has been known for thousands of years within the Galactic Republic. Prior to the Imper- to the Galactic Empire, um, as for building a lot of for building fighters, so they built the. Um, the Z-95 Headhunter, and previously the ARC-170 Starfighter. Can uh, I go home? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to turn on the child protection locks again. However, the uh, T-65 is more of a modern uh, ship. It was made to basically be a, a foil to the tie, uh, the uh, twin-ion engine fighters um, of their... Oh, you slipped, bro. <laughs> I know, the TIE fighter. I know. I'm sorry. But anyway... Um, it's been used by the Galact- by the Rebel Alliance and later uh, the um, the new uh, Galactic uh, Republic. Um, they were th- that's the ship that was used by you know Luke Skywalker to blow up the Death Star and everything. So, uh, but more importantly, uh, they've actually made several improvements because the original T sixty fives kind of sucked. T sixty five Bs were a big improvement. Uh, that's the one that we saw in the New Hope. Um, however, after um, after the Battle of Yavin, and once the uh, New Republic was founded, then they started updating it again. So the T seventy, then the T eighty fives, and oh man, now Burger's taking a video of me being a really big nerd. Um, but yeah, now now the modern one is the T eighty five X wing, which is the same. It's got a better hyperdrive in it, better armaments, and it's made to really keep up with the new. Uh, TIE Fighters of the uh, First Order, which those guys suck. And One thing I, I don't suck. get about Star Wars is like they upgrade their ships every hundred years or whatever. It wasn't been a hundred years, it's been 35. But, but yeah, then in real life it's like every week they yeah, have know, a new right? variation. Well, it's the um, well, yeah, that, that's kind of a thing with like Star Wars is a lot of people have been like, well, what's going on with this? And it's kind of a technological stagnation. Is once you get to a certain point, you kind of stagnate. Oh, like they're so far ahead, they don't need to. Well, it's it's kind of like you you haven't gotten to that next point. It's it's like the technological stagnation that you had between, you know, the 1500s and the 1900s. Oh. Like you really like you had the steam engine that was about it, and yes. everything else is kind of more or less the same. Like you meet a dude a dude from 1500 shows up in 1900. With the exception of the occasional automobile floating around, he's going to be more or less, oh, okay, cool, and light bulbs. That's it. So, Motorist it, coming through. Yeah. But, yeah, no, uh, Star Wars is kind of an extreme example. Uh, I think they've d- just done a really good job of, like, writing in something that George Lucas completely overlooked. But, yeah. So, anyway, the uh, T-65 is now the backbone of ev- of freedom in the Empire. So, Or, not freedom, from the Empire. And there you go. You've now learned something about the T-65 X-Wings. So, Burger looks deeply pained. and I, I did, am just glazed over. I, I did all that time ago. off the top of my head <clears throat> as well. So, there you go. Um, I'm just I'm a little bummed that you, you slipped and called it the X-Wing. Yeah, I did after a while. The X-Fighter? I thought you were gonna say just T sixty five E the whole time. I was I, I was gonna like write notes and everything, but then I ended up taking a nap for like half an hour. <laughs> I did not intend on doing that. I just fell I fell asleep. 
Well, I mean, at this point, what we could do is, well, how long have we been going? 31 minutes, that's a little short, but we could right. just unplug, go to the show, do the second episode, and then hit Clearwater on the way back. But I'm, I'm kind of into that. I, I want to see. I want to see if the planes and what stuff. What else we got? We got probably got some other crap we didn't. Oh, I've got. Oh, oh, let's talk about show. how that cars and coffee's going. I oh, just yes. saw a post from Tyler in the group. <laughs> Thanks for those that waited in line to get into the show. Being that this is our first show here, we understand that changes are needed to accommodate everyone. Again, first show here. This was a record turnout for us. And then you I look at the picture, that. I'm like, I don't think that's a record turnout. I mean, there's a lot of people, certainly. That's a, but that, it's that a record. does not look like, maybe people, but you not know, it's, cars. It's, it's a re- record so turnout smaller. for that particular venue. It's right. one yeah, of it's one. It's also a pretty small lot. Very right pointed there. language. Well, yeah, it's the, they have the four crappiest lots separated, again, by a road. What? Yes. Traversed by drunk people. Well, of course. They've been gambling all night. Mystic, bro. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So, I... Again, I hate to harp on that, but they really need to consider changing the venue. It's uh, not I a family-friendly <laughs> venue. I was I was with uh, no, 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 John. Oh, yeah, right, totally not. Yeah, let's let's go see a whole bunch of people that came there on a bus and are already day drinking. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, thank you. I was talking to John yesterday, and we were reminiscing about uh, ye old cars and coffee, where I used to voluntarily get up at six in the morning to drive to Yo-Yo yeah. while they open. Yeah. Ate the donuts, got there 15 minutes before the 7 a.m. like gate queue started, because yeah. they allowed you to get there an hour early to queue. Yeah, perfect. To get in, and like I enjoyed that. Like yeah. I, I liked waiting in my car to like get into this like kind of exclusive-y thing. Yeah. But I don't know. It's like we were talking about with uh, Drive Cartel and CEC. Like you do have to, even if the show is free, you do have to. You have to discriminate a little bit yeah. to keep the caliber, well, to keep the excitement up well, about well, the, the show. Well, the thing is, is the issue with there's discrimination was it wasn't a matter of discriminating off the of quality; it was off of brand preference. Right. Because I remember once they didn't allow my CRX. There was just quantity too. No, they didn't allow my CRX, and I was <laughs> I was I walked in. That's there. ridiculous because your CRX is clean. Yeah, it was it was crazy clean, but I walked in there. There was a <clears throat> rattle can matte green oh, yeah. EK Civic, <clears throat> and then like a really really clapped out like e- like FD2 Civic SI so it's a 2008 or so and I remember Civic SI being the petty bitch that I am I kind of like went up to them and was like oh how did you guys get in like your cars are really neat like and how again, did we are kind of like, part of the problem with the show too because I mean like there are a couple of months where John and I both had to park our M3s in Spectator. Yeah. yeah. And then we went down there and there were like slammed 318 E36 convertibles with rust. I'm well, like, yeah. well, I get it. They got here first. That's fine. Well, no, like I, like I was talking to them and like, oh, we snuck in. And I was like, um. That's not possible. Okay. They're like, yeah, we just got here really early. And I was like. But I, I always like, loved right. at the old venue, the, you know, the where Cars and Caves is now. People are like, oh, I'm a unit owner here. Like, okay, which one? And they'd be like, 32. I'm like, people don't know that, like, the unit numbers, they're like an, uh, a letter first and yeah. then a two-digit number. Oh, and hilarious. then there's also a building number that precedes it. So you can yeah. tell immediately when people were bullshitters. <laughs> but, like, if you knew what that was, you could totally get in. Yeah. I just know, I just know <laughs> a random unit Yeah, number. like, oh, 1730C20. <laughs> there you go. I'm That's like, oh, how you get in. Okay, cool. <laughs> if Yeah, if you guys ever want to get into uh, Cars and Caves, if it ever explodes, there you go. He can use my unit. Yeah, there you go. 1730C20. <laughs> <laughs> if you say C1, you can park on the other side. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I don't know. I, I I'm glad that their show is keeping on going. I I like that Minnesota's keeping on getting exposure from it. 
and that we're getting more big shows, but we, we don't need more big shows. We need to curate and focus on the ones we've got and make them better. Yes, that, and that's the thing. Well, it's like today. Today is, well, you have this. You got Cars and Coffee and... And it's May the 4th. And, and it's also the Lowrider show. Yeah, you were telling at, me. Um, Actually, go over that a little bit. The Single Mile Lowrider show. So, well, you live, like, right next to, like, across the river from Cesar Chavez Boulevard. Mm-hmm. And every Which year, is a great road name. Yeah, and every every year in that in that old kind of like uh, uh, Latin district, mm-hmm. uh, they always have a Cinco de Mayo celebration. Mm-hmm. Um, which, if you are uh, if you vote for Donald Trump, you are a hundred percent not allowed to go here. <laughs> fuck you for doing so. <laughs> and I, I'm actually just gloves off going to say that. Um, <laughs> but <clears throat> we'll ignore anyway. that Ryan got two f bombs this week. Yeah, exactly. You got zero. Oh, well, yeah, sorry. you can use mine. That's Good. fine. But anyway, so... Um, There's four of us here, so... Well, you can use Corey's, then. Yeah, I'll use Corey's, because Corey's the same thing. Yeah, so it's a lowrider show, and, like, mini trucks and everything that they have there, along with the rest of, like, the Mexican kind of, like, diaspora celebration mm-hmm. that they have going on. But it's really dope, because Minnesota's lowrider community has actually grown a ton, along with the rest of our car community. Sure. Because I remember going to that back in, like, 2008, and there was, like, four lowriders, and I'm like, okay, looking... Like nowadays, like you've got like really, really good like lowrider magazine quality lowriders, which is like the best of the best. And you want to talk about build cars. quality and like love and care in a build? Oh yeah. Go look it's underneath insane. a lowrider. Yeah. Like can the I, underside of those cars are I nicer than my something out yeah, for the up. people that are uh, culturally deficient? Um, I like how you said that. <laughs> Cinco de Walmart Mayo here. is not the Mexican Independence Day that everybody yes. thinks it is. Uh, September, it's, I September? It September 16th is actual Mexican Independence Day. And they have lots of, like, of course they love celebrating Cinco de Mayo. And who did they gain independence from? But, oh, hey, the Spanish, I assume? Probably. That would explain the language. But, uh, Cinco de Mayo is not Culture, really celebrated way. in in Mexico. And it's they kind American of think. American diaspora. They, they kind of think it's hilarious that we celebrate it up here. And they have lots of parties in the middle of September, which, like, everybody in Mexico City goes to Independence Square, and it's a whole thing, and it's really cool, but I'm glad we can at least attempt to celebrate another culture's Independence Day. Well, I think... Like, good try, Well, that's how America does it. Like, oh, yeah, we we know, yeah, we're going to celebrate, I can remember that. But is it one of those things like pizza where we took it and made it better, or is it something we bastardized? Well... Well, it wasn't we. This is more of a Mexican diaspora thing. Yeah, and sort of... But, like, how people celebrate, like, the wrong day here, too. Yeah, I... I think I think we I think okay. a little bit, and you know, like we did the same thing. We are with, both first uh, and third world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we did the same thing side. with uh, Dios de los Muertos. They never day of the dead. Yeah, yeah, the day of the dead. They never really celebrated it as like hardcore as we celebrated it up here. Sure. And it wasn't. They didn't have a parade until the Bond film came out. Yeah, and after and, actually, wow. after the James Bond movie, and now Must it's become a die. Yeah. No, it is the one that came out like a couple years ago. Yeah. Oh, so the, the latest on Skyfall. T- yeah, to get yeah. tourism up, that. they they yeah. started parades. So <laughs> it's kind of created a cultural revolution. And like now, now people actually come and actually go and see yeah. the parade. But anyway, back cool. back to the Cinco de Mayo celebration. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in Saint Paul today, on May the fourth, which is. I guess you're for welcome, everybody, listeners. For everybody that is listening to this on Monday, um, you can do this next year. But 
for during Cinco de Mayo weekend, uh, they have a big lowrider show that happens on the Saturday, not the Sunday, because everybody's busy on Sunday. Yeah. But on the Saturday, big lowrider show, huge car show, and at the end of it, they have a uh, hopping contest where oh, you nice. bounce the hydraulics yep. and stuff. Yep. So, yeah, I'm, I, I, we should be able to get back in town in time for that. So if I can squeeze that in, I will I think we 100% be, be going to that, because... Lowriders are awesome. I never get enough time to like go see them. And like when I was like, when I was in middle school, I thought Lowriders are coolest in the world because they said that build quality is just unbelievable. I, I was always like, why the hell do people build those? And then I started like looking at the quality of the build. And then it's it's the same thing with donks and I. Yeah, it's. I'm like you like you you laugh at them going down the street, but then you look closely at like what they had to do to be and, like the the money and the oh, time put insane. into these builds. Like it just puts to shame these track builds. Yeah. Nice. Like there's you t- you look at people that put coilovers and wheels on their Volkswagen, and you look at somebody that turns their old Cutlass into a lowrider. Oh yeah. I'm like you have an LSA under the hood of this thing. Oh yeah, it's insane. And like hand pinstriped and just painstakingly smoothed and cleaned like axles, chrome drive shaft, etched glass, etched glass, just yeah. the, it's bananas. So I mean, I appreciate. I'm to the point where like I'm so jaded by regular car, car culture where I would rather go appreciate somebody's like really well thought out oh, lowrider yeah. build than I would something that I'm actually like more aligned with. Yeah, no, I, I know exactly what you mean. And it's, I've always kind of been like that, where it's like, I don't want to look at just one thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I like to theme a show, trust me. If I want, if I could go to a show where it's, like, just Honda Civics, I 100% would. But me, like, that's the thing, it's like, I don't want to just look at that. I want to see a show of just that. And then when I go to another show and see a show of just Donks and Lowriders, right. like, that'd be really cool. And the, and that's the thing, it's like, Donks and Lowriders are two totally different cultures oh, for that sure. come from yeah. the same kind of circumstances of a per, as a point of, like, personal expression. But it's just, it, it's really yeah, cool how they use, they, they both, they both, uh, it's just cool how they both go, go about, like, just different ways with the same basic concept, and they are both really awesome in their own right. Well, it's the same kind of tie-in, but they definitely take it further. Yeah, they they really do. Yeah, and they, there's a lot more individuality when you have to make everything. Yeah, and then when you just you know catalog shop like the F Body Bros with their Jags catalog, you know drag cars, and then people like me, BMWs, like oh, I'm just gonna go buy sway bars and coilovers and wheels and brakes and tires, and, and then just enjoy it as as a car. Right, like, like I'm gonna make it drive really well, but like it's not a personal expression thing. Yeah, that that's like an actual work of art. And right, it's, it is actually I mean, I, really I, really cool. I go a little further, but but I, I want to um. <laughs> You're saying I, in general, right? Yeah, my personal expression's yeah. under the hood. Yeah, um, and yeah, actually, I want to get uh, my buddy Lorenzo on because he's really into the lowrider community. That'd be cool, um, especially if he has one or can bring one down so we can look at he's it. He's got he's got the um, the Toyota mini truck, the purple one on wires, the Toyota pickup. It's a '91 cool. Toyota pickup mini truck. Mini trucking culture is also part of Lowrider, but that's, that's something I'm gonna have him describe at all. Sure. But yeah, if you ever, if you guys ever want to check out one of the best Lowrider shows in Minnesota, it's the Cinco de Mayo show in St. Paul. It's around Caesar Chavez Boulevard and Robert Street on the north side of the show. Totally worth going to. And it really is some of the best cars in the state. And it's, like, way accessible area. So it's not like you have to like drive out to Mystic Lake early <gasps> in the morning to go see these cars. Like, you can just, like, go down at, like, noon, <laughs> Zing, and they're yeah. there, you know, like, downtown St. Paul, mm-hmm. and then you can just go home when you're done. Like, right. It's great. You don't have to see a single cow unless you want to. 
And I think on the not having to see a single cow note, we should uh, wrap up, yep. plug in the supercharger back to and the thing of a Let's go look at not cows, not horses oh. and planes and cars. Okay. We'll, we'll try and find some cows though for you, sweetie. We'll horses see if there are, are any fine. giant land cats. Land cats, I like that. Because they really are. They love to snuggle like that. I mean, that's cows? fine. Cows are very cute. I know they, you guys are always pointing out cows made by really them. So they're really cute. They're fine. the best. They, they have to have yeah, brushes, otherwise they're sad. Yeah, once, once you get to meet them, like, you you understand how cute they are. Because I was the same way. Like, I didn't understand it. And then Jan introduced me to a cow. And they're really cute. And it totally follows the trend of the more delicious an animal is, the more adorable it is. And cows are really yummy. Are and cats they're really, really, cute. really tasty then? I, I can I, only I imagine. So. I don't want to eat a cat to find out. but Yeah, I don't want to find out either. But I'm going to assume the cats are somewhere between, like, venison and, like, elk. Just, like, the most delicious <laughs> thing. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> I think that's a good place to end episode 101. Uh, what did you learn this week? <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, you, you go first. You learned about the T65VX thing. Um, I'm not going to use that as my... Your thing that you learned? Oh, I, here. I'll, I'll take a boring cop-out one. I learned that the most poverty dual-motor Tesla can easily make it to Brainerd on one charge. That actually is something that, you, that we learned. Three quarters of one charge, actually. Um, the thing that I learned, actually... Is that on Carmen Gia's, mm-hmm. they had different mechanical water pumps, or not water pumps, sorry, fuel pumps, different mechanical okay. fuel pumps, depending on if it was a 6-volt or 12-volt car. Why? I don't know. <sighs> okay. But they Which are... Which one is less prone to fire? The 12-volt. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> solely, solely, because you can actually find them a lot easier. But, uh, yeah, no, I learned that uh, yesterday. I was trying to fi- buy a fuel Christ. pump for a car. <laughs> so there you go. We learned that. Corey, what did you learn this week? I learned that the Baja, or sorry, the Turbo Baja, for some reason, has unique CV axle shafts. Yeah. Compared to, like, the Alpec? No, all the, yeah. auto- all the automatic Bajas have unique axle shafts versus the manuals. But I think the Baja Turbo and the NA Baja, as long as they uh, have auto... Are the same because when I was doing the research, it didn't say anything yeah, they, about turbo. They, they didn't specify, or well, so mm-hmm. for automatic, Subaru doesn't really give a shit about their axles. It's really just the. So this is an, this is an auto 05 Baja Turbo. Yes, yeah, so, and you needed auto axle shafts. Okay, so I, I just but, don't don't know why it makes like ten more horsepower. Well, the, I think the transmission's probably wider. It's, or it, something. it's a different transmission. That's why, because the transmission for the automatic Baja. Versus the normal Baja, it has to use basically a WRX engine with automatic transmission, which at that point in time didn't exist. So they had a slightly upgraded transmission. Actually, fun fact, that transmission is like the go-to transmission for people who have SVXs. If they want to retain the factory shifter. So they either go with a turbo Outback and slash Baja transmission, or they go with a manual. God, we are unhealthy people. I think I'll just light it on fire. <laughs> Please do. I just, I, I've, I wanted an SVX for a really long time. And They're that, super cool looking. They look really awesome, and you can fix everything that's wrong with them. All right, so, Jana, your turn. Okay, my turn. What did I learn? I learned that in Pipestone, Minnesota, mm-hmm. it's named Pipestone. Lovely place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Because it's of beautiful. all the pipe laying that happens? Oh, hey. God. Well, it's named Pipestone because that's the name of stone that... It's that red stone only, that they... It's a really it's soft stone. It's the only stone. place that you can get it mm-hmm. across, like, anywhere in the world, really. That's incredible. It's in Pipestone, and it's... It's beautiful, and if you have a chance to go down there, it's the rock outcroppings are 
It's and, just a surreal experience. Um, and you, yeah, b- buy some from the locals. Oh certainly. yeah, I got a little turtle. I'll s- we'll share a picture of Chinese it. Chinese turtles um, are the, cute. The beauty is, I mean, the, the stone itself is gorgeous, but it's also really, really soft. So it's really, yeah, really easy to work. And yeah, and yeah, they obviously got its name because they used to whittle it into pipes. Yeah, and they for their still do. You smoking. can only. Um, it's very sacred. You you have to. Ha- it takes five years to get a permit to quarry it, mm-hmm. and you have to be. A part of a U.S. registered. This is tribe. like one of the first things you've ever talked about that I know a lot about. Yeah, so because it's a huge art thing too. It is. <laughs> We're be talking it's about like Cocapelli in the South. I've, I've got mine for for next week too, so I'll be talking all about that. Sounds good. But yeah, so go visit Pipestone and give them all your money. They deserve it. Well, not all of it, but definitely not be nice. A lot. And enough to put yourself in the financial bind until your next paycheck. Because in the museum they have barely enough gas to get yourself home. Yeah. Um. You know, because in the museum they have people working on it, and then they'll mm-hmm. answer your questions. So talk to them. The, they love answering and talking to you, so that's why they're there. They're like the lonely old people at grocery stores. So. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and finally on that note, we will catch you guys for episode 102. Thanks very Bye. much for listening. Bye-bye. Bye.